0: Everybody, welcome to Let's Go Up podcast edition
1: where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Nailed it. How did I do? Nailed it. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. <laughs> I'm Dean.
0: I'm Krita. This is working well. I like the role reversal. All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about Jesus. Jesus. It always comes down to Jesus. Mm, it always comes down to Jesus. Yep. Okay. Well, welcome. If you enjoy what you're listening to today, consider hitting like and subscribe. I think you say that and the notification bell.
1: If you want to be notified. You
0: want to be notified, and there's a website. Let's go up. Us. Yes. With some blog posts and links to everything. Yep. Wow, I'm really good at this. Read us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we should always reverse.
0: <laughs> this was so smooth.
1: And today is the day that the Lord has made.
0: Mm. We shall rejoice Yes, and be glad. What are we going to be talking about today?
1: We are free to talk about whatever we like.
0: All right. Um, freedom?
1: <laughs> ding, ding, it ding. is for freedom that you were made free.
0: <gasps> okay. Sounds like a great topic.
1: Yes. Mm. What does it mean to be free? How free is free?
0: How free is free? Okay.
1: That's the title of today's podcast.
0: Okay. Let's go up and explore
1: how free is free. Mm-hmm. If you were gonna describe being free,
0: mm, you what would know, that mean to just, you? Just before I got here, I was drinking my Kona Hawaiian coffee and munching on my Hawaiian macadamia chocolates.
1: So you're thinking Hawaii. <laughs> I've never is been free? there,
0: but you know. <laughs> I think travel often is seen as kind of an outlet of freedom. Yeah.
1: Because you're not people. working anymore. You get to go somewhere mm-hmm. where you don't have to have any responsibilities. You're right. completely free.
0: Yeah, almost. Almost. You still have to pay for your hotel. That's right.
1: <laughs> You're completely free, except everybody's trying to get your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> top travel destinations.
0: Mm, yes, I think like what Italy and Paris are up there, maybe Chilliwack in Chilliwack. British Columbia's lower mainland. <laughs> what is your top
1: travel destination? Well, I can tell you one place I would like to go, Iceland.
0: Mm, yes.
1: Okay. But I've never gone there. Mm-hmm. I've been a lot of other places.
0: Yes, but this is enough sitting with me every week. Okay, you don't need to go there. You've had <laughs> exposure.
1: You get I'm the getting the vibe. Okay? Yeah, you get the vibe. Okay, the top travel destinations for countries, Morocco. Have you ever been to Morocco? No. It says here, there's nothing quite like wandering the Sahara Desert on Camelback. mm Is that a thing in Morocco? Would that be freedom?
0: I feel so free. Just (laughs) wondering, how comfortable is that? Now, are we talking about a one-humped camel or a two-humped camel? Right,
1: that makes the difference. (laughs) (laughs) Uzbekistan, really.
0: You seem to be having some doubts about these top
1: travel places. I am really wondering about not, some of these.
0: But, like, who are they looking at who's going to these places? Like, are they talking about Canadians or Americans going there, or are they talking about Egyptians or Chinese right. people going there?
1: I guess it's different if you're from Europe.
0: There's a lot of people in China, so those areas are closer to them, so right. they're more likely maybe to go there.
1: In North America, they're recommending that you go to Montana.
0: Montana. Mm. What's in Montana?
1: It says it contains some of the most majestic scenery in the United States Ooh, of America. okay. Miles of backcountry wilderness. Mm-hmm. In Montana, you can get oh, your yeah. ice cream fix at the Big Dipper. What? Yeah.
0: Okay, freedom. Uh, so some people think freedom is travel. Yes, they do. You go to work and your goal is to travel, which is why the lockdowns I think were hard for some people because yes. the travel, that was one of the main things that at least people I know really struggled with. Yep who were working so that they could be free in those times. And then when that was taken away, oh no, because that was their goal. That was their freedom. Mm. Some people, it's getting a driver's license. Being able to
1: move around a city is freedom. I do remember when I got my driver's license, Mm. the feeling of being free for the first time, driving in the country between my little town and Another little town 10 Mm. miles away.
0: Whoa! It makes a big difference in Canada, okay? Because we have some friends now who've come from Europe and they don't have a car yet and they're feeling very constrained, almost like in a little prison (laughs) because they can't go anywhere. Right. Because they're so used to, in Europe, the public transport. Yeah. Yeah, you can go anywhere. And everything is so compact. They realize how dependent they are on a car for their freedom.
1: Right. If you type freedom into your phone... The first thing that comes up is a whole bunch of ways to achieve financial freedom. So financial freedom to somebody would mean, I guess, not having to work anymore or having enough money that you never have to worry about money anymore or...
0: Right. Because when you don't have enough to pay your next bill or Mm -hmm. the grocery bill, you're constantly thinking and you're constantly calculating and it's always in the back of your mind. So you feel almost imprisoned by... The lack of finances.
1: Right. What other kind of Um, freedom?
0: Freedom of choice.
1: Freedom of choice.
0: Yeah. So some countries have a caste system. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but we like to make up words, but sometimes we say them right. Yes. So a caste system. So you're born into a level of social class, i say. And you can't advance past your caste.
1: That's right. So freedom in that case would be being able to escape from your caste.
0: Right, and move to different levels of success. Right.
1: That's a good point. So freedom can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Freedom has a lot of connotations. There are a lot of preconceived ideas. Freedom can cause fear in people. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, actually.
0: Fear of change or the unknown or what it might open up. If we allow that, then will that happen? How mm-hmm. far will it go if we open that little door? Yeah,
1: Today, I think we want to talk about what does freedom mean from a biblical standpoint? What did Jesus mean when he said, he who the Son has set free is free indeed?
0: Mm. Wow. He is free indeed. Abundantly, completely, wholly free. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do we do with freedom like that?
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to be afraid of that kind of freedom. If you're not walking by the Spirit because Mm -hmm. of the what-ifs or how far can it go?
1: I have a theory, Caritas. Mm
0: -hmm. Your theories are always (laughs) mind-tingling.
1: In the garden, at the very beginning, God made us absolutely, completely free. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know what to do with our freedom, so we exchanged it for a system of knowledge and laws Mm -hmm. and restrictions because we were too afraid to know how to responsibly handle the freedom we were given. What do you think of that?
0: I like that. You know what that reminds me of? They did this study on children in a playground once. They had, for a period of time, no fences around this playground area. So just open fields. Okay. And the kids played kind of more central. They didn't expand over the entire field. But when they put fences around... Mm -hmm suddenly the kids started spreading all over and they were using and accessing way more of the field. And they realized the kids felt more free with the fences. They weren't afraid to kick their ball too far over there. They don't have to worry about their ball going onto the road. Right. The constraints gave them the sense of freedom. So they used more space. Whereas the actual freedom, they didn't think they were as free and they stayed closer. So that kind of reminds me of what you were saying.
1: hmm so the constraints that we have, we're comfortable with that. They say the happiest child is a child with boundaries. Mm. I mean, God did give them boundaries, but only one boundary. Yeah, don't eat from this tree, right? The rest here. was
0: pretty wild.
1: <laughs> the rest was wide open. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what to do with our freedom, so we chose the option of boundaries a lot of them. And now when we try to tell somebody that they are free in Christ, there's no subject that sparks as much controversy Mm. as talking about freedom. So many different ideas about what that means.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend the other week who was struggling with, they had to make a decision and they were so afraid. There was so much fear in the decision. What if I choose this? Is that not acting in faith or what if I choose that? And God doesn't want me to choose that. And they were so stressed and bogged down with the fear of choosing the wrong thing, I guess, that they were actually imprisoned in a way. There wasn't freedom. And when I read some scriptures, it talks about, I can do anything, but I won't do anything because mm-hmm. not everything is beneficial. right But there's this level of freedom they talks about. But they said, how can you just make a decision? How can you just go to the doctor and not worry that you're not acting in faith because you're going to the doctor? And I was like, oh, don't actually like think about it like that. I just feel free. And I just trust that God will speak to me if he needs to speak to me. Mm. I talk to him about it. I make a decision to do something or go somewhere, fully trusting that if he speaks to me, even in the middle of my conversation with the doctor, I'll hear him. And I'll respond. And that's as far as it goes. It's very childlike, and I'm not worried that God's going to be mad at me. Because
1: you know that He's got you, and you trust Him.
0: Yeah, and there's something about knowing His goodness and trusting in His goodness.
1: Yet there's a funny thing in our human psyche. The moment that we sense that somebody's trying to take away our freedom, we go ballistic.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, what we've just been through in our world over the past few years Hmm. The moment we sense somebody's trying to take away our freedom of movement, our freedom to go somewhere or do something, man, protests, all kinds of things come out. So we're scared of losing our freedom. But yet when we have freedom, we don't know what to do with it. We don't understand what it is. I mean, our country, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm. So it's the land of the free. And the reason why they established the country was for freedom. Because they were trying to escape what they viewed as oppression.
0: Mm -hmm. True north, strong and free.
1: Strong and free. Don't touch
0: my freedom. Don't even go there. That's right. Oh, man. But Dean, when you realize how free you are in Christ and this freedom that he's talking about— the truth that sets you free, Mm -hmm. no one can touch that. Paul's in prison, and he's talking about freedom. John the Baptist was in prison, Mm -hmm. and he sends his disciples to go see if Jesus was the legit deal, even though he knew he was. Jesus says, go and tell John what you're seeing. Captives being set free. Right. Right? So John's in jail. Jesus sends a message of freedom. You're still free. You've got this freedom in me that I'm revealing to the world, just next level. Yeah. So we're going to go there. We are. Going up to that next level. Going
1: up to that level mm-hmm. today.
0: Mm-hmm. There's this level of freedom where you actually become very disconnected with this realm, per se. And Justin Paul Abraham, yeah, he was talking about having his mind on heavenly realities. And then they were in lockdown over in England, heavy lockdown, can't go out on the street. And he's like, I kept forgetting we were in lockdown because my mind was so in the heavenly realms. And I said to my wife, hey, we should go to Nando's today. And she's like the city's locked down. We can't leave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. The next day, hey, we should go down to the pub and go check out that new, the city's locked down. We can't leave. Oh yeah. He's like, I actually kept forgetting that we were locked down. Like I was so in the spiritual realm and so focused on Jesus and so elated in his presence. And I just thought, man, that's freedom. Mm -hmm. Nothing touched his freedom. They couldn't even leave their house, but he was totally free.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So freedom is not Necessarily what we think it is. Mm. I do have a definition here from the dictionary. Oh, that's what we do here. We're smart people. We're smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Dictionary defines freedom as the power to act, speak, or think without any externally imposed restraints. Mm, Okay. Immunity from obligation. So that's what the world thinks freedom is.
0: Right. I also know you know your Greek and Hebrew
1: words. So I did don't you... know my Greek and Hebrew words. Oh, yeah. I look them up. You look them up. <laughs> did you do some Greek-Hebrew research? I did, research? yeah. Our Western concept of being free amounts to any sense of communal responsibility being removed. It conjures up visions of vacations, sailboats, and convertibles. Freedom has come to represent the individual's right to determine his or her own destiny. However... It usually has little or no regard for the corresponding destinies of those around.
0: I was thinking that. All these things you're saying are hinged on other people not being in freedom.
1: That's right. So our freedom oftentimes is at the expense of somebody else's Mm. oppression or slavery. In the kingdom of God, that's not freedom. No. Hebrew view of freedom is much different. Did you know that the Hebrew word for Egypt actually means constriction? So, just as Egypt represented the ultimate constriction for God's chosen people, their escape from Egypt represented ultimate freedom. That freedom, however, was linked with responsibility. Freedom without purpose and responsibility is actually the cruelest kind of slavery. Mm. So, in the Old Testament, Moses said, Let my people go that they might worship.
2: Mm.
1: So, let my people go. Now they're escaping slavery so that they might do something, worship. Mm, Wow. So you're moving from one thing, but you aren't just going into nowhere land.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You're actually going so that you can be free to worship. There's the responsibility or the destiny Mm. that's attached to the freedom. So that's the essence of the word free in the Hebrew language. Mm. So God did not desire that his people simply transfer their slavish obedience from Pharaoh to him. But what he did is gave them the opportunity to choose freedom within a covenant. In this covenant, they would find freedom with purpose and destiny. So freedom is not just no man's land where you can do whatever you want Mm. with no consequence. It actually is attached to the freedom to be able to worship and be in a covenant with a God that loves you so much and cares for you so much that he gives you freedom to choose him true freedom.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Looking at the original depth of the Word yeah. gives a whole other perspective.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to go through some scriptures today, and if we keep mm-hmm. that mindset, I think it'll shed a lot of light on some of these verses that we're going to look at.
0: Yeah. Kind of takes the fear out of it, Yeah, right? Like these Israelites set free from their bondage, free from their constraint, Mm -hmm. Egypt. God wasn't trying to lead them into this land of fear and worry and a different type of
1: bondage. That's right.
0: (laughs) Just like, come on and worship.
1: And you know, the funny thing is, if you look at the history of God's chosen people, he tried to give every single person in that tribe a direct line to him. He wanted an entire kingdom of priests and kings before him. Mm. And They rejected that. Why? Because they couldn't handle that kind of freedom. In the end, they chose leaders to be in between them and God. When they finally did get to their promised land, they could have been set up as a nation with God as their leader, Mm -hmm. but they chose a king because, once again, they couldn't handle that kind of freedom. They couldn't handle the freedom of a free relationship with God like that. Mm -hmm. They were like, no, give us a king. So then the kings started coming in, and what did they do? They started imposing restrictions till they were so restricted that they might as well have been back in Egypt. Yeah. So the choices that they made led them back into slavery again in their own country, which was supposed to be a country of freedom, their promised land. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, you know, and we can look back and make a decision not to do the same thing. (laughs) Yes. You know, Jesus came. Set us free. It is finished. Let us not go back into the comfort zone of restrictions and limitations on Mm. that freedom. We are free to be righteous, holy, blameless. Mm -hmm. Yes. We are free to be co-glorified with Him. Yeah. How free are we?
1: How free is free.
0: How free is free, yes. We are free to be dead. Greatest. Well, that's a good one. Okay. You have complete permission and freedom to be completely dead and reborn. Oh, how free is free? How new is new? That's a good podcast
1: episode. That's going to come soon. Okay, let's go back to this okay. dead thing here. If you're dead, you're actually quite free because lots of things can't happen to you anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. First of all, nobody can kill you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Already dead. Untouchable.
1: You can't sin because you're already dead.
0: I don't think your past is holding on to you anymore.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. There is no more past. Your
0: old identity is gone. Yes. Old mindsets, old way of being, old nature.
1: Hmm. All gone.
0: Okay. So Galatians 5, one, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again. By the yoke
1: of slavery. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's what we've just been talking about right there.
0: Yeah, he's putting this into new covenant light here.
1: Okay. So. Stand firm and don't let yourself go back to slavery. So what is freedom and what is slavery when it comes to being in Christ? I think if it's in the book of Galatians, he was talking a lot about grace and how grace is opposite to the law.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: so if you've been given grace, then you've been set free. And I think maybe he's saying, don't let yourself go back to that restriction, those restrictions of law Mm -hmm. again, because Christ did set us free. That is something that a lot of people have a lot of trouble with, that language. But you know what, let's say it, because we're let's go up.
0: We're going there.
1: We're already there.
0: We're there. (laughs) It's a freedom that we don't need to be afraid of. He invites us into it. He even says in Romans something about creation yearning to be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Right. So it's not just freedom, it's glorious freedom. This is our freedom and creation wants to come into it.
1: So we should be walking in it. (laughs) The very reason why creation was subjected to it in the first place was because of our choice to... Discard our freedom. If creation is wanting to come into the same freedom that we have been given in Christ, we're talking about the original freedom here, mm-hmm. the freedom of the garden that we chose to yeah. let go of. There's a price to pay to not pursue freedom in Christ. It's actually more than just trying to be careful that you won't sin. There actually are ramifications far beyond that. The ramifications go all the way into the cosmos. That's why we need to learn how to be free. We've never been very good at it. We've never really gotten it. Mm -hmm. But there is freedom that we can experience in Christ that has been given to us, that we're invited into, that if we can learn to live in it responsibly, it can actually free a lot of things. It goes outwards from us into the world, into creation, into the cosmos, and it liberates all of those things that have been subjected to bondage because of what we did in the beginning right
0: there's something attractive about freedom it's like an aroma almost when you see someone really walking in freedom it comes with peace and contentment and a confidence almost
1: Mm. i love that word it's like an aroma such a good way of describing it the aroma of freedom the aroma of freedom
0: breathe it in dean breathe it in fill those snorters That's what Haley's the call here. Fill those snorters
1: with freedom.
0: (laughs) Fill your snorters with freedom. Yeah, understanding where he's placed us in Christ, huge key. Yes. To freedom, to understanding how free you are because of where you are in him. Mm -hmm. How dead is dead when he says you're dead to the old man, old nature, you're dead to sin. No life, Mm -hmm. you know? We can't cardiovert a dead heart. (laughs) You can't shock it back to life. We can only shock a heart that still has a rhythm. Dead is dead. So you're dead to bondage and sin. So don't go back into it. (laughs) Things get get weird.
1: Well, I'm thinking to myself, the only way that freedom works is if you're dead to that stuff. Because if you're still alive to it, as Paul said, you're going to take your freedom as an occasion for the flesh.
0: Yeah, because he says, this is in 1 Corinthians 6, it is true that our freedom allows us to do everything Anything right there, people triggered. (laughs) (laughs) What I can do anything, what but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything. Mm. But what doors will that open? Or you know, but although he's free to do as he chooses, he doesn't do whatever can be done because he's walking by the Spirit. So the other options that we're so afraid of aren't even options in his book when you're truly free and when you're walking by the Spirit.
1: I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Mm -hmm. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom To indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love.
0: Oh, there you go. So unlike the worldly freedom that indulges the flesh, Mm -hmm. this freedom is entwined with love.
1: And humility.
0: And humility.
1: And this kind of freedom never puts another person into oppression Mm -hmm. to gain its sense of freedom. Mm -hmm. I think if we could use this kind of language, this kind of freedom serves others. Could you actually be free to serve? Because it says, but rather serve one another humbly in love. So true freedom in Christ gives us the ability to serve. We're free to serve. We're free to love. Mic drop. The mic is free. It's on the ground.
0: (laughs) In its own definition of freedom. That's right. Mm -hmm.
1: So we're not free to do whatever we want We're free to serve and we're free to love.
0: That is all you'd want if you're walking by the Spirit. Yes. So when he says, I can do whatever I want, he's talking from another level of creation. He's not talking as a mere human. We think as a mere human, what do you mean? So you can have an affair, you can steal from the jewelry store, or you can rob that bank or lie. That's like the mere human broken mindset, Mm -hmm. always attached to some kind of bondage. He's talking spiritual Rebirth as a new kinos, new creation being from the kingdom of heaven, an ambassador from there, a representative from there. That's his home, his new identity in Christ, standing blameless before the Father. He's speaking from this place of union and oneness with God and transformation. And we had talked about grace, grace and transformation and freedom. Mm -hmm. This is where he's speaking from. And so it could sound very offensive. With ears from the flesh, but from ears from the Spirit, it's just logic, yeah. <laughs> freedom.
1: One thing I've always wondered is the verse that I believe it's found in John, you shall know the truth, and the truth mm. shall set you free. John 8.32, key here is knowing truth. Mm-hmm. And
0: who is the truth? What is truth? <laughs> yes. Truth is a person. Did we not go over this? We did.
1: <laughs> We've covered this already, haven't we?
0: So if the truth sets you free, if the sun sets you free, then
1: you're free indeed. Yes. Not only that, it says you shall know. So that word know, mm. of course, is the word Yada. Yada, yada, yada. Yada yada. yada, yada, yada. It's a word that implies union,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: knowing intimately the truth, the Mm -hmm. Son, being in Christ, now you're going to be free.
0: You will be so fully aware of who you are in Him, how He sees you, His mindset, His compassion, His loving kindness, His light, that there's no fear. You'll be in His perfect love, wrapped in it, and Mm -hmm. there's no fear in there. And so this freedom that we can experience is completely unlike anything outside of Christ. It's completely unhinged on any worldly situation, environment, landscape. If you have a yacht or if you have a plank of wood, it has nothing to do with that, this knowing, Mm -hmm. it's yada.
1: (laughs) Knowing truth. Hmm. If you have intimate revelation of truth about your identity, then you're going to be free in who you are. If you have intimate understanding of truth when it comes to Jesus, our healer, then you're going to be free from sickness and disease. Mm. If you have intimate understanding of the truth about anything, that's going to set you free in that area of your life because you're going to know that truth. And you know what? It goes even further. There are a lot of things happening politically in our world. There's Mm. the left, there's the right, there's conservative, there's liberal... There's actually so many theories. We've talked about this, but truth is so hard to find. You cannot do a Google research on something and say that you've come up with truth. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are or what you think you've researched to be true. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in it, there's some amount of deception. Mm -hmm. However, Holy Spirit knows all things. And so if you go to Holy Spirit on a certain issue, ask Holy Spirit, what's going on here? Hmm. Let Holy Spirit reveal to you what's going on, then you will know the truth. That's the only way to know truth. Yeah. That will set you free.
0: And truth himself said, It's better for you if I go, because the Holy Spirit is That's coming. Right. He will teach you all things.
1: And if it is some odd, you know, theory out there that you're wondering about, if Holy Spirit doesn't give you an answer, then I can pretty much tell you it's not worth trying to find an answer
0: Yeah, some for. things are just like, okay, let's set our minds on things let's above. Let's
1: just set our minds somewhere else here. <laughs> yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah, okay, God, what do you want me to think about?
1: <laughs> yes, there's freedom in setting your mind on things above.
0: Mm-hmm. We have the mind of Christ. Okay, this is a mind of freedom. You have a sound mind. This is a mind of freedom.
1: We can choose to think about anything we want. Once again, let's use that freedom responsibly and make the right choice Mm. to set our mind on things above. Mm. Think on these things.
0: Oh, yeah, meditate on these things. What is true and righteous and holy and pure and wonderful and praiseworthy? There's so much more to Mm -hmm. set our minds on.
1: That's where you'll find Mm. truth, and that's Mm. where you'll find true freedom. Not freedom to do anything that we want, but a freedom found in a covenant.
0: I don't know. It almost deserves like a kapow because it's just like. Bam. <laughs> <Ma'am? laughs> okay, Ma'am. so a friend of mine was talking about these decisions that they were worried about making the wrong decision, and they were kind of bound in fear around not doing what God would choose for them to do or taking the path He would choose. How do I know in that that uncertainty? And I was right. thinking about that this week. Titus one fifteen: To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Even their minds and consciences are defiled. When we're unbelieving, when we don't really believe we're completely free in Christ and that we can have his mind and his spirit within us and completely brand new creation, nothing will be pure. We'll be afraid. Mm -mm. we'll be unsure, there could be this bad decision or this wrong decision. But when we're so entwined with him and united with him, you're so pure because he's pure. And that's all there is, there's no darkness and light. And so then everything's pure because you're seeing everything through his eyes Mm. and his heart, and you're not doing anything outside of love. It's a place of clarity.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of in another context, there was something that was happening in kind of the early stages of the churches where there were two kind of big issues. One of them had to do with eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. Right. There was also an issue with drinking. That's why Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking. Mm. It's not what you eat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy mm. in the Holy Spirit. But just before that, Paul goes into a pretty big tirade <laughs> about the fact that what you do If you don't do it from faith, it's sin. And it's a bit controversial, but believe it or not, sin is not a black and white thing in some areas. Because what is sin to one person might not be to another person. If it bothers your conscience to eat meat, sacrificed to an idol, it's sin to you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But if it doesn't bother your conscience, and if you do it in faith, it's not. Mm -hmm. So once again, there's this thing where you are free to do anything. You're actually free to eat that sacrificed meat, yeah. Paul said. But then he said, I'm not going to do it in front of somebody whose conscience is bothered because it's going to cause them to stumble.
0: <laughs> right. And it's not out of love. You're not acting in exactly. love anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, we are actually totally free. Mm-hmm. That's why he says, don't use that freedom as an occasion for the flesh. Mm-hmm. In love, serve one another. Don't offend somebody that something might be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actual sin to like there are some areas here when we have freedom like that that we do need to consider other people with.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus walked like that, you know, he was so connected to heaven and so free, but he really loved the people he was around and he knew what they could handle. Yes, and he didn't go all out there once in a while, he'd do something extra funky, like with his disciples and walking on the water. And so, yeah, (laughs) he had total
1: freedom, but out of love. He didn't make a spectacle of things just to make a point that he could.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So
1: I think some of those things we need to be careful when we're around other people.
0: Yeah, like discerning where someone's at. If they're getting very uncomfortable, is it loving to continue?
1: Now, I do think that there might be a flip side to that coin because Jesus did go out of his way to eat grain. You know, he did heal on the Sabbath— Kind of took, you let's know,
0: take you out of these these bondage constraints.
1: So when he was around religious stuff, mm-hmm. he kind of went out of his way to do the opposite. But when around somebody with sincere faith who is honestly struggling with something, you know, it's important to be careful,
0: mm-hmm. right? Good thing we have connection to the Comforter and yeah. the wisdom of all wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Acts 13, verse 39. Everyone who believes in him is set free from sin and guilt, something the law of Moses had no power to do.
1: Another translation says, and by him, by Jesus, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. Yes. So once again, we're kind of back to the garden scenario here, or not necessarily the garden, but we're back to the idea that we were given freedom in the beginning, we chose a system of rights and wrongs, good things and evil things, and the knowledge of them in order to govern and put fences around our freedom yeah. so that we could handle life. That inevitably turned into the law of Moses. The law of Moses was the ultimate set of rules and regulations. And that
0: fence just got thicker and thicker, That's and then right. some barbed wire was added to the top, and maybe some razor wire a few years later. And
1: By the time <laughs> Jesus came around, it was a full-on prison. It was a fortress. That's right. So those that were under that system, they thought that that would give them freedom. But believing in Jesus frees us from everything that the law of Moses could not free us from. Right. So in Christ, we are actually given back the original freedom of the garden but we need to learn how to take that freedom and turn it towards love and serving
0: mm-hmm.
1: or hold that freedom in a context of love and humility.
0: It's why we're not nudists. Pre-fall, Adam and Eve didn't need any clothing. Okay. Out of love to the world around us, we wear clothes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank Same. you for that mental image. Is that <laughs> one of those things I can't unsee now. <laughs> If we hold our freedom in the context of love and humility and servanthood, that makes us free indeed. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. And it all revolves around truth. Mm -hmm. Having an intimate knowledge, intimate relationship with truth.
0: You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So the more we know him, the more free we'll be. That's right. So if we're feeling bound by something... Mm -hmm usually fears attached or shame or guilt, there's usually something kind of <laughs> not cool against our conscience. Yeah. Instead of focusing on that thing per se, finding how to know him more and be more aware of him.
1: I have a question for you, Caritas. What is do you it multiple s- choice? Yes. Okay. What do you say to the person who is having trouble making that decision because they feel like they could do any number of things, but they don't know what the thing is that's
0: Ooh, that this happened once to us. We had this big decision to make as a family. We were contemplating whether we should move to Costa Rica, and Nathan actually went down there to pray specifically, and he took Haley, and it was a prayer pilgrimage, (laughs) seeking answers and clarity. Right, seek me, ask, and you'll find me. I'll answer you. And he got a vision one day in prayer. He's like, "Okay, my answer is coming." And there's these two doors. And he was expecting one of the doors to open and it would show which direction to take. Right. The one God wanted us to take. Easy. You want that. Yes. Hey, Dad, you show me. <laughs> but instead, what happened was both doors just fell over and it was just this vast, open, wide expanse. <phone rings> what? <laughs> but in that non answer was the answer you're right. free.
1: I had a similar prophetic experience. I was praying into something that was on my heart for years, and I was at a destination as well, kind of like Costa Rica. I was praying for five or six days into this thing. I was expecting an answer. Should I do this or should Mm -hmm. I not? What do I get? I get a vision. (laughs) I'm looking into a bay from the ocean, and I'm looking towards the shoreline. I see a whole bunch of different boats. So first, a sailboat, and it was there, and then... You know the sound when you click your camera like to take a picture? Mm -hmm. That happened and then there was a different boat. This time it was a yacht, a huge yacht. Mm -hmm. Now it was a little dinghy (laughs) burning across the bay. Now it was a a motorboat going across. Now it was a massive ocean liner. Every kind of boat you could think of went before my eyes through this bay. And at the end of it, I was like, okay, so... There's all kinds of options here, Hmm. all kinds of different sizes and shapes. What do I have the faith for? Hmm. Do I have the faith for that ocean liner? Hmm. In my heart, I was praying for the big one. I was going for it. Mm -hmm. But there's all kinds of other scalable things here. What do I actually carry? The Father showed me that it could be any one of these. What do you choose?
0: You have the freedom to go as far or as high with me As you want. That's right. I'm not going to make you. You are free.
1: You're free to go as high as you want to.
0: Seek me, you will find me. Second Peter, everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by His divine power. All this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing Him who's called us by name and invited us to come to Him through a glorious manifestation of goodness. He has given you magnificent promises beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. Mm -hmm. That's a high level of freedom.
1: Yes. And the verse we were just reading, and by him, everyone who believes. Mm -hmm. So it is up to our believing. Mm -hmm. This is a famous thing that a friend of mine always says, her name is (laughs) Cretus. Just believe it.
0: Just believe it. he
1: says it, just believe it. Yeah. Yeah. We will go as far in freedom as we can believe for.
0: Yes. When you believe he's as good as he says he is, when you believe the Holy Spirit's in you and you're one with Jesus, when you believe the truth will set you free, you trust it.
1: Wow. Okay, Creatus, have we gone up today? I think we went up. We did. Yeah,
0: that was good. is a little dabbling of freedom. That's right. It is like the sand dunes in Oregon. Have you gone on those? You get to the top of one, and you're like, I made it. And then you look, and there's just this vast expanse of dune after dune after dune. Every Mm -hmm. time you think you reach the top of one, there's a whole other one that you can reach the top of. And it's like these levels of glory, from glory to glory to glory. Like, how many levels of freedom can he take us through?
1: I have a question for you just to end, because this is where we're going to leave it. Mm -hmm. How free are people when they're in heaven? That's a good place to end. Yeah, chew on that. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we have. Mm-hmm. Freitas, this has been a good one. It's been a good one. Yeah, because freedom is such a amazing subject, and yeah. it's so huge. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I think it's time we spread our wings wide.
1: Yes, it is.
0: See where we can go Yep. without any fear, just trusting the wind of the Spirit to take us.
1: You're using eagle language there. Yeah. There's a whole wall of them. Where
0: back do here. I get my inspiration? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty obvious where she's getting her inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, have yourself an awesome week and we will see you in a week's time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the meantime, be free.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye.